0: Welcome everyone uh, to episode number 27 of a series of episodes that we're calling Leading Others to Christ. And during these episodes, and we know a lot of you have been listening to these already, it's hard for me to believe that this is already number 27. But what we focus on with this ser- this series of interviews is on leading others to Christ. Uh, and we have a lot of goals. And and, and here in my little intro, uh, we want to... Uh, to stir people up. Uh, We wanna stir people up as the scriptures say to love and good works, but especially in the area of of learning how and getting involved in in sharing the gospel with our family and friends. My name is Dan Barker, and I preach for the Creekside Church of Christ in Franklin, Indiana. Uh, And I also serve there as one of the shepherds. Franklin, Indiana, for those of you that don't know, is about 20 miles south of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, And uh, that's that's where we're located. Um, Those of you that know me know that I've been passionate about evangelism ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 years old in Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, And I've always been striving to to teach others to I'm going to use some Bible phrases to sow the seed, uh, to be a fisher uh, of of men and women, uh, to make disciples. Uh, to persuade men and women and to teach others to teach. Uh, probably more than anything, I see myself as a teacher. But, uh, and I remember what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2, and the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And then also a little later in that same book, 2 Timothy 2.21, uh, Paul was talking to Timothy about being useful for the master prepared for every good work. So what the little background on this, So, I came up with this idea to uh, identify the men and women that are out there or the fellow workers who are doing this, the ones that are out there working and, and leading others to Christ and find out uh, where they are, who they are, how they're doing their work. Uh, and, um, uh, and and that's why we that's why we're here today. So we're really excited today. Uh, we our the show's going to be a little different than uh, uh, than usual. We have two people that we're going to be interviewing today. We have Roger Polanco and Isaiah Ramos Ramos with us uh, from uh, New York. And welcome, fellas. Hi everyone. How, how you doing, Dan?
1: Thanks for hosting oh, us.
0: Gr- yeah, great. Good to have you with us. And. Uh, I want to encourage those of you that are listening uh, to get out a uh, pad and pen and, and take some notes because you're going to learn some things today from these fellas. And, uh, uh, and, and so get out your pen and, and, and be ready to, uh, to listen here as, as we dig into this. Uh, all right, we're hearing this COVID 19 nonsense or not over this whole year has been just so, uh, so bizarre for everyone. Uh, and I know you guys, particularly there in New York, have had the quarantines and had all kinds of issues there that you're dealing with and, and, and other places as well. But before we let, let's do this real quick, let's start out with uh, I call it elevator pitch or a little uh, short bow. Uh, Roger, we'll start with you. Tell everybody uh, uh, where you were born, uh, just a little bit about your background, uh, how you learned the truth and how kind of uh, and how you got to where you are today.
2: Well, I was uh, born in the Dominican Republic and I came to the States when I was about 11 years old. Um, I actually started attending church probably around 13 or 14 when I was 13 or 14. And this is kind of a cool story, even how I ended up at the church where I ended up. Um, My mom, I remember this, it was December and she went to a Catholic service and she just felt like she didn't learn anything. At the catholic service and uh and so january came around and she's like i want to go to a different church well my dad back in the dominican republic was part of a home bible study one time he went to this home bible study that it was a neighbor that they set up and in that one bible study my dad loved it he felt like he understood what the bible said and he's he kind of put that in the back of his mind and said whenever i'm going to seek god I want to learn the Bible like these individuals were learning the Bible. Um, wow. And they were, they were a group from the Church of Christ. And so when my mom said, hey, I want to start, an, uh, I want to go to a different church, my dad remembered that one Bible study. So they called their neighbor back home, um, back home. And the neighbor back home got them in touch with Gardner Hall. Um, wow. and, and Gardner Hall then started coming over to our house and giving us weekly Bible studies. Uh, My mom was the first one who became a Christian. I think it almost took Garner, two years for my mom to finally become a Christian. Then my dad becomes a Christian, but he quickly falls away after that. And then when I was 18, um, I I become a Christian at one of the camps that Garner organizes. So that's kind of like how I become a Christian. Maybe I got lost in the story. Is that, is that?
0: That's good. It's good. No, so, I was going to say, and see, I, uh, I'm i going to have to control myself here with our time because this, see, see, it's fascinating to go back to that, a neighbor in the Dominican Republic had a Bible study, had your dad come, liked it, and then when you m- moved to the States, remembered that, called back the Dominican Republic, <laughs> and yeah. then connect, uh, that's just, uh, you know, we talk about how the plan in God's word, how this works, and I, I don't understand fully the providence of God. I. I it's a fascinating subject, but uh, but but God was working there and all of that, right? That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, now that's that's fascinating. Um, and and what are you doing now? Where 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 are you? I know you're working there with uh, the West Harlem group. So
2: so I become a Christian when I was 18. I decide at that camp to go to Florida College um, um, as a as a student. I kind of said, if I have any chance of being a good Christian, I have to leave New York for a while. And so when I go to Florida College, really, I started in the beginning, I didn't do as well spiritually. But then uh, I started getting around some really good individuals who started influencing me and teaching me and really helped me out a lot spiritually. Um, and kind of how, how did I start preaching? This is kind of interesting um, in and of itself. So me and Caleb Churchill, um, and Caleb now preaches up here in New York City, become good friends. So that summer, after my first year of college, I kind of want to come back to the city and teach some of my friends. I don't want to come back by myself because I'm afraid that I can, you know, get back to the same things. Sure. So Caleb, go
0: ahead, Dan. No, I said, it. go ahead. That's good.
2: So Caleb says, OK, you need to kind of wait, wait for me. Um, because I had some camps that I needed to do. So I stayed with the Churchills a whole month before I go to the city. They, they just kind of open up their homes to me. And I learned a lot that summer. But in that summer, I also spent a week with Gary Fisher. And so I, asked, I told Gary, hey, Gary, I want to teach some of my friends back home. And in that one week that I spent with him, he told me the whole book of Mark and we recorded it. And he goes, go and teach that to your friends. So after that, me and Caleb went to the city and we started teaching some of my friends the Bible and started also trying to help some of the churches that were up here in New York City that I grew up with. So that whole summer, me and Caleb spent uh, really teaching people, encouraging individuals. Um, And that kind of started like this fire in me and in Caleb both, because that summer was amazing. I kind of go back to FC. While I'm at FC, I start teaching some of uh, the people in the baseball team and, uh, that were there. They were not Christians. And four of them get baptized. Four of them receive the gospel. And I mean, you can imagine like what, what that does to like I, a new Christian. I've just been a, a, um, a Christian one year. It kind of just lit a fire in me to evangelize and to talk to, to people. So then that summer comes around. And me and Caleb do the same thing again in New York City. We go back and spend the whole summer teaching people, encouraging churches. Uh, and then after my third year of college, I decide I want to move back to New York to New York and just be an encouragement to the churches here. So that whole summer, I saved up enough money to be able to kind of just preach full time uh, that whole summer, and it was just an incredible summer. Um, Man, a lot of the young people that I've been teaching, they, be, they become Christians. So after that summer finishes, um, Gardner Garner Hall, who's been preaching up here for a long time, kind of comes to me and says, would you be interested in preaching the gospel full time? And, um, and I told him, yeah. And he goes, what do you need? I, I told him, well, right now I wasn't paying rent because I was living with my dad. And I go, <laughs> I, need, I need toll money. I need gas money and I need some food at food. And so a church in East Orange started me supporting me $800 a month. And that's kind of how I started preaching full time. And now obviously I have a family, I have kids, but that's, that's how I've been preaching full time since then.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. And that's, that's uh, so exciting. And uh, we don't have time to go there, but I don't know if you realize, I was the basketball coach at Florida college and started the baseball team. Uh, it was the baseball coach at Florida College uh, go, b- before you were born. Uh, Sixty-nine yeah. <laughs> to seven. <laughs> uh, all right. So Isaiah, your turn. Tell everybody a little bit about where you were born and uh, and bring everybody up to speed.
1: All right. So my name is Isaiah. I was born in the Bronx, New York. Um, I grew up without my father. He was in jail, so I had a pretty rough upbringing. Um, you know, then my mom needed help, you know, raising four children in the ghetto with no job, no place to stay moving from house to house. And she ended up uh, finding the Lord. And my father was in jail also found God and was, you know, pouring seeds teaching us the word. And um, I grew up in the church. But you know, going to pub, I, I grew up in Christian school. And that's what kind of kept my kept me focused. But once I went to public school, it kind of completely just distracted me um, all the way up into high school, just living a life of sin, all type of sin. Then after high school, getting involved in the street life, just being around the wrong people. And last year I got into a car accident and almost lost my life, woke up in the hospital. And from there, I started thinking like, wow, I need change, I need change. And I was seeking change. I needed help, but I just didn't know where to go. I, I was stuck, slave to sin, just didn't know what to do, how to get out. And I went to North Carolina, my aunt's house, and she, there she told me the word. And that same weekend, I got baptized. And, man, I just haven't been, never been the same since. And, you know, now I've just been working with Roger, and we've been doing a lot of Bible studies. And beautiful thing is, I know a lot of people, and it's as easy as an invite. Hey, come, let's do Bible study. Let's do Bible study. Hey. So, you know, that's why we're able to team up so well together. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm at now, you know, learning, the learning. Um, from Roger to be able to teach people myself, which I have been doing lately, glory to God. But just, you know, inviting people, getting the people in just to hear the word of God, which transformed my life. So we'll do the same for him.
0: Well, you know, I, I love to hear stories. Um, I think everybody does. Uh, we, we all like to, I mean, it's children. That's how we learn to read, is reading stories, right? But uh, but now just uh, uh, Roger with you, uh, you know, from the Dominican Republic and being able to, uh, uh, and of course, that means. Uh, I hope I don't show my ignorance here, but uh, you speak Spanish, right? Dominican Republic. Uh,
2: yes, yes, yes.
0: And, and you speak Spanish, right? Uh, Isaiah, do you speak another language? No, I I speak Kentucky real well. That's mm-hmm. my language. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry, but uh, but no, I mean just the uh, uh, when. Roger, well, both of you, when you meet somebody and if there's some connection that you can make there because, you know, they speak the language, you know, you've got that background. Uh, Isaiah, with you with a background, you said your dad was in jail and, 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 and you mentioned the ghetto and, and difficulty that your family had when you were young and you hear somebody else that's been there, you can say, you know, it's like I've been there, done that. I'm, I can relate to you because of my experience, right? And, and it really does help uh, if you're teaching me and I've been through that. I, you have empathy and compassion for me because you understand what I'm going through. Exactly. And, and you, both of you understand what I need, that I need Christ. And uh, I think that helps, even though it's difficult things that uh, Isaiah that you've, that you've gone through, it's, it better equips you to be able to do the work for the Lord. Exactly, uh, You know, and uh, so, this is so good. Um, all right, um, let's say when you set up a study, and maybe you, you said it there with uh, uh, with what you're talking about with uh, 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 with Gary Fisher. We interviewed Gary Fisher last week, and, and he was telling us about how he uses Mark when he sets up his studies. Uh, is that what you're you're both doing right now when you set up a study? Is that are you doing that, or are you do, using another tool or another approach? If you if I if you set up a study with me Isaiah, do you two go together? Are you working together? Is that how you do it? So no, usually
1: he has studies on specific days, and if you can't make those days, then I'll come and I'll invest time and study the word with you. But on Tuesday and Thursday, those are the days we have set up at my house. That's when I get to just invite people, open my doors, let people in. But um. Yeah, no. We he does his work. I do my work, but together we we do
2: come together throughout the week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, all right. We're good. So, so I, go ahead. i was yeah. gonna say.
2: No, normally what what I what I try to do is, you know, I try to see where people. I talk with them. I try to see where people are at, and most of the time I will start with one of the gospels. I will either yeah. do Mark, or I will either recently I've been doing a lot of John. I feel like uh, John really a- addresses. Uh, a lot of things and uh, so I like to to go to John um, but honestly recently and Isaiah knows this, um, there's been so many individuals that we've been getting that already believe but that they you know they need they need the step of baptism that we've been going through like the conversion s- stories in the book of Acts we just kind of jump right in uh, yes. and so, I, I've, I've been finding myself doing a lot of Acts 9 recently with, with Paul. And what I try to do with that story is, um, I, you know, I start with the end, and that is Paul, Paul getting baptized. And then I said, well, what are some things that Paul learned that led him to get baptized? And kind of using that story to say, he, first of all, he saw his sin. Then he recognized his Savior. Then he saw Jesus as Lord. And if we recognize these three things about Jesus and we're ready to repent and give our lives to him, then we can get baptized. I, I, I've been finding myself doing that a lot recently.
0: Well, I think, uh, uh, and I, I think it's good too, because every study, every person, every situation is different. And, uh, if they have a background, you can start at a different place. If not, you have to build more of a foundation. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I, uh, I have a study that I put together years ago when we went down to Jamaica and then I've worked on it over the years. We used it when I went to Sierra Leone. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, every person that you study with is uh, is different, but that's what's amazing about the whole process. The gospel doesn't change. So we, we've got that. Once we understand that, we've got the fundamental tools that we need. Doesn't matter what their background is. We're going. That's what we're going to show them right, and help them, like Isaiah said, help them understand it better, uh, but, you know, it, this, I'm so excited for you guys, and, and about you guys, and I hope a lot of people uh, listen to this, and those of you that are listening, I want to encourage you to share this with your friends and, and family, and and so that they can uh, can hear uh, about about uh, fellow workers out there like Roger and Isaiah. Well, Dad, I, I I
2: don't know if we should take a little bit of time to say this, because I mean, he kind of went through some things fairly quickly. But I just want to tell you a little bit because Isaiah is what I call the the invite king. He really is. I, I mean it's 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 incredible. So I just want to tell you a little bit of um like what's been happening since March, really since 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 COVID started and, and how since since then, uh since March, all the way to about um now, there's been like 20 baptisms up here. And, uh, and a lot of that has to do with Isaiah's ability to invite people to hear the gospel. So I want to talk a little bit about like how I love, I think this would be encouraging to say, yeah. I don't know. Can I, can I go ahead and. and oh yeah. That,
0: that's what I want to do. Yes.
2: So uh, I'm studying with this guy named Jonathan every week. I met Jonathan at the study that I do in, um, in, in a Starbucks and, uh and I meet Jonathan and me and Jonathan start studying. Well, Jonathan and Isaiah go to the same church. And so Jonathan invites Isaiah to one of the studies at um, at um that we're doing at Burger King. And while we're, Jonathan is a talker, like if you know him, but you know, Isaiah, he wanted to get right to the study when, when he got there. I remember, you remember that day? Yeah. He's like, Jonathan, let's stop talking. Let's get to the word, right? Like, And it was, uh, we were doing Romans 2 and we go through Romans 2 and- and I'm not exaggerating this, but afterwards, Isaiah goes, I found my rabbi. I found the guy who's going to teach me the Bible. He's like, I've been wanting to find somebody to teach me the Bible, and, wow. and you're the guy. Do uh, you remember that? Yeah. I mean, so I, Isaiah starts to get really excited about learning more about God's word. Well, as he's learning more about God's word, um, he is convicted by the scriptures about the importance and the necessity for people to get baptized. Like, and uh, you know, it's not just an option, you know, but this is, this is, people need to get baptized. Well, he starts to talk to the people in his group, uh, that, that church, because a lot of them, they're just believing, but they haven't been baptized. And he goes to them and showing them the passages about listen, you guys need to get baptized. Well, finally, Isaiah goes, you need to go and talk to this guy named Roger and he can further explain to you. So I remember this like it is today because school had just closed down here. It was COVID and school had just closed down here. And it was the Thursday after the big shutdown here in New York City. And Isaiah calls me up and says, Roger, I have four people that want to get baptized but you need to explain to them further what this is. So I remember that because I have to decide whether I'm going to quarantine myself or whether I'm going to meet these individuals and, you know, and talk to them about baptism. Well, I go and we all meet there. Uh, it, was, it was Isaiah, Kevin is there, and then there's four others. And we spent about an hour and a half, I remember almost two hours, going through different conversion story. And at the end of the conversion story, four of them get baptized. Uh, and then since then, Isaiah and others in that group have gotten me different people to, um, to, to, to study with. I remember this and just, I don't know, if it, um, just because I know he won't probably tell this, but we've been doing a lot of Zoom studies during, you know, trying to build up the new Christian. And Isaiah's like, listen, man, we need to go, we need to do some live studies like, and I'll get you some people, um, to do, uh, there. So I remember thinking we set up a Tuesday study at one thirty at his house. And when I get there, there are about 15 people
0: wow. that gather together. To at do- one third, at one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, fifth, and they're not even the 15 people that we that we've been teaching. It's like Fifteen different people that that uh, that he that he got, uh, and and we start the Bible study, and then he goes, Roger, if we set up another study at a later time, Thursdays at five p.m., I can get you some other people to be part of that study. So we we start doing that, and there's a huge group of people that he got us to do that. So I mean, wh- one of the great things is he's inviting, he's learning, and uh, and whatever he learns. He's trying to share it right away back to other people. So anyway, I just wanted to say that because I know he
0: wasn't going to say all of that, but that's one of the things that have been going on.
1: Yeah,
0: I
2: wouldn't.
1: Well, really <laughs>
0: uh, no, you know, that the, the uh, you know, you go back and study there in Acts when the church started and then uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, when Stephen is killed, you uh, And then we see the church scattered, but it's like they go everywhere teaching the gospel. And I think that's what they had. They were on fire uh, and they were talking to anybody that would listen. And it sounds like that's what's going on there. And uh, Isaiah, why are you so on fire? Why are you so excited about this? Well, one,
1: I'm saved. You know, I was living a life of sin. I, I, I see I'm saved. I was I was on a, on a path to hell. And now I'm justified, sanctified, reconciled to God. You know, I have a relationship with the, with the savior of the world. Like it's, it's, it's something that I can't keep inside. It's something that I can't just, I, I don't know. I, it has to be spread. I feel like this is, this is what the world needs. This is what people need. I have a lot of family members that, you know, are still addicted or have been, you know, just living in poverty their whole life. And you know, they just need to hear this. They need to hear the gospel. They need this is what they need. And um, this is what the world needs. And honestly, uh, a lot of times I just say, I'm like Isaiah and, and the prophet just send me God. I'm here, I'm willing. You know, I'm somebody that when I do something, I, I give him my all. I was boxing, I gave him my all. I was playing basketball, I was in the streets, gave him my all. God got a hold
0: of me and He got me for life. Amen. Well, uh thank you for sharing that. But uh you know, I, I don't know why, uh, and this is, uh, and this is not, I don't want it to sound negative, but I'm afraid. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to do these podcasts is that I'm afraid that in a lot of parts of the country, uh, the, uh, the churches and the Christians that, that make up those different uh, congregations, uh, they've lost their fire. They've lost the enthusiasm and, and the excitement is not there. And, uh, You know, we have a song in most of the songbooks, Revive Us Again, and uh, we need to be stirred up. And that's what we're trying to do. And I I just I have to believe there's going to be people out there that are listening to you two and saying, look at these two guys. And they're doing that in New York. Why can't we do that where we are? Mm -hmm. And uh, and they can't. It's just and, you know look at, I mean, look at all the people that are interested. Sometimes we go, we pray to God and ask for opportunities to teach someone and God puts them in our path and we just walk right by them. We don't even, right. Yeah. And, yep. we, and that, but you guys are, yes, Isaiah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say
1: something real quick, just in case anybody is listening that has been lacking fire or feel like they want to do work and, and aren't, I encourage you to go out there. There is, you would the business for saving souls never runs out as an eternal business, It's something that you can just get in, learn the scriptures and teach them and stay encouraged. You know, there's brothers in all parts of the world that God has working for the gospel. And it's truly encouraging when you see where somebody starts off as an, an unbelieving person, questioning the Bible to then worshiping God and worshiping Jesus and wanting to teach others. It's, it's, it's incredible to see that transition, not only in myself, but to witness it. And other people when the word the, the power of the word is, is is still the same no matter where you are
0: good good all right so some people they say well isaiah i'm what if, if i approach somebody what if they say no or they might say they might even say something to hurt my feelings has anybody ever said no to you if you ask them for a study
1: yeah i've got that yeah. plenty of times the best thing the best thing to do, which conquers all, is love. Love conquers all. So they may not go to study with you, but, you know, they'll have lunch with you. You know, Good. there's other options, other alternatives. You know, when you really care for somebody's soul, when you see the, the, the depth of sin and the depth of God's grace and truly understand um, what it is that the Bible is teaching, then you should have a, a, a passion and a love for people and wanting them to, to be saved. And so even if they deny the Bible study, you know, walk with them, talk with them, eat with them, whatever the case may be. However, you can, you know, thank God that I've been God's been able to use my gifts to bring people to Christ. I'm a boxing trainer and I'm dealing with a lot of young kids, a lot of different people from different backgrounds, a lot of angry kids, a lot of kids coming straight from the street. And so there I'm able to build a relationship And then in turn, hey, you should come to the Bible study. This is why I'm at peace. Come to the, this is why I got, come to the Bible, you know, and just, it's just love, love, love will do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned the word, I was going to say this, but, and I'm glad you mentioned it. I think uh, relationships, we have to learn how to build relationships with people so that they will trust us when we talk to them about spiritual things. Exactly. Roger, don't you think you found that true, right?
2: No, that that's exactly right, and I think um, showing people you love them um, and and consistently, you know, sometimes people are going to say no, and then you continue to love them, you continue to show them that you care, and you know, then there comes another time where you invite them again, and they'll say yes this time, or 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 or, or yes, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try, and so that you have to develop that relationship with them.
0: Well, you know, and. The- the people that they see your excitement and your enthusiasm and it is contagious. It, it really, you talk about COVID-19 obviously is contagious, but that we, we've got a, we've got a sin problem out there, but the gospel when when people see it, it is contagious and they want to share it with other people. Um, you know, I, I you've already answered the question, a mentor of somebody that's, uh, uh that has motivated you and work with you. And, and it looks like, uh, you mentioned Gardner Hall, uh, I knew Gardner Hall and his wife when they were students at Florida College, and I need to talk to him at some point. But yeah. uh, uh, but uh, uh, we all need Barnabas in our life, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, we need people that will encourage us. Let's talk about that for a second. You two obviously are feeding off of you. Ca- I loved it. You called him the Invite King. Uh, <laughs> we have to get you a shirt, Isaiah, that says Invite King. <laughs> 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 Oh, but uh, your business too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, just uh, the importance of, of you encouraging each other.
2: Um, yes, listen. I, I want to say, I, I want to say this, uh, Dan, because I I think, especially for me, this these past couple of months have been so encouraging. I remember last year being kind of a little bit frustrated in the work and kind of thinking you know, I'm, I was doing different things. I was, I was trying to do meetups. I was studying with people one-on-one. I was setting up and I'm like, man, nobody's getting baptized. And I was frustrated with that. And I'm like, why is it? Do I need to change my approach? Do I need to do this? And then all of a sudden since March, you know, there has been over 20 baptisms. And, um, and it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't think I've been doing anything different. Um, I just, you know, you have to keep keeping on sometimes and and you can just get discouraged and get down because maybe success is not happening at a, at a certain period of time. But you keep keeping on. And now, you know, there's a lot of fruit in um, in the labor, you know,
1: and definitely I'm glad that I was able to be an encouragement to him. But he's definitely been an encouragement to me, you know. Yes. A lot of times in our life, we feel unfruitful and we feel like we're not doing anything. And God is like, no, you're doing exactly what I need you to do. You're studying the word. You're still teaching the word. And God is God is just blessing him for the time and um, investments that he has put into the word. And I'm super encouraged. This, this, this relationship has kept me going, kept me accountable. And I don't even think Roger sees how big God is going to use him. God is going to use him to... We're, this this relationship is is just starting. It's just starting. It's only been a couple months. I can only imagine where we are in a couple years. Many thousands, I believe, thousands of people are coming to Christ because they need to hear the gospel.
0: Well, I uh, again, that's uh, I want to I want to I'll use the word myself. I want to encourage you to continue to encourage each other, and because there will be, uh, you know. There will be difficult times. There will be bumps in the road, if you will. But uh, but I think w- what you said there, Roger, is important with the, so much negative stuff going on out here in some of the communities, or, you know, on the street and the negative news. and But people that, and, but, but it also, it, it could be that, that God's using this to open the doors because there are people that are literally scared mm-hmm. for their life, but they're, they're scared. They want to go to heaven. Yeah. And, and you're offering you're offering words of hope to them by saying, let's open the Bible and uh, let's think about the future. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, I think it's a,
2: it's a great story. And one of the things that have been happening recently, too, is that I, I think we've created a culture where like reaching out to people is expected, not even out of obligation, but they're seeing the example. And, you know, for example, yeah. Isaiah has been doing that. But now his brother, Lewis, who became a Christian. He's also doing that. He's inviting his friends to the Bible study. And, um, and then like Alyssa and Brittany, like this past Wednesday, I do a Zoom study on, at 6 p.m. And there were like 15 people there. And I'm like, there's people there that I don't even know, but th- a culture has been created among the new believers that, hey, if, if you believe in Christ, if you obey, if, if, if you're following him, you need to tell somebody. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's important, that that needs to become like almost an expectation. Like that is part of being a Christian. That's part of being
0: Absolutely. a follower of Christ. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, yeah, and I think that's something, again, that hasn't been taught, because it's like we, you know, people have been taught uh, the necessity of, of being baptized, and then and I think some are walking away from that saying, well, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good and, and not do anything for the Lord and not reach out and try to teach anyone. And I'm again, I'm not being critical. I'm just being realistic. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm hoping that uh, as I said earlier, that people are listening to this and get excited about you too and what you're doing there. And uh, so you're going to look back, both of you are going to write a book, right? You need, you need to think about writing. <laughs> Writing a book. I'm a horrible writer, Dan. So I don't it doesn't think- matter. You, but just write in a journal, write the things down because of the people that you meet, because it'll be hard to keep up with all of them. But uh, and then uh, uh, who knows the influence that some of those people that you're talking to right now on the Zoom call or whatever that you don't know. But look at the the ones that see this and look who they're going to have impact on. No telling where they might be. Right. Amen. Amen. Um, so. All right. We're out of time. I can't believe this. Uh, all right. I, I like to end the show with what I call uh, the one thing. Uh, so, somebody's listening to this. Uh, Isaiah, I'll pick on you first. Uh, so, somebody says, All right, I, I'm, they, these guys have got me fired up. What is one thing that you would say to somebody that they need to do or one thing that they need to learn how to do to get involved in leading others to Christ? Be obedient.
1: Stay obedient to the gospel, Uh, stay obedient to God's word, and God will use you, you know. You will receive favor from the Lord. I just receive, just being obedient has just been a blessing in my life, you know. I've seen so many Christians that, like, are lukewarm or playing both sides and not really seeing God really using them in any way. And it's like, just be obedient, and God will put you in position. Mm -hmm. God will place you right where you need to be, being
2: obedient. Amen.
0: Good, Go good. Ahead. All right, Roger. Man, I would
2: say, man, f- fill yourself with God's word. Um, I think one of the things that has really helped me, even from the beginning, is you know, it's it's kind of like when I was telling that story of learning the whole Gospel of Mark in one week, um, and just the more you know God's word, the more I think you become useful and you'll be able to talk with people, answer questions. We we need to be in God's word um, and really know it. And then once we we know it and and we're filled with it, we're going to talk with people about it. So we we need to be more. That's 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 really helped me out.
0: Well, uh, yeah. And it gives you confidence, too. Right. The more you know it, you'll be able to answer objections or answer questions that people have. And um, because, you know, I mean, hey, you've got the answers. It's it's right there in that book. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just we have to know where they are. And how to point people to them, and that should give us great, uh, great courage and uh, confidence as we go about this work. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, we might we might have to bring you guys back on. This is good. This was good. Uh, you know what? I wish I'd like to be a little fly, the old the little fly on the wall after we're done to hear you two talking to each other about how you thought the interview went. That, yeah. That'd be <laughs> uh, that be good. Uh, all right, I right, listen. Thank you so much. Let's say if uh, if somebody was listening to this and they wanted to reach out to you, would you two be willing to share uh, a contact information, maybe a phone number or an email that if they wanted to reach out to you, would that be okay?
2: I, I can give my number. I, I don't have very much. Uh, I'm on Facebook, but not, I'm not really on Facebook. So I don't have a lot of social media, but yes, um, uh, if, if somebody wants to reach out to me, they can they can text me uh, or call me at 407 453 4289.
1: That's 407-453-4289. Okay. And Isaiah? Well, um, I'm on Instagram. That's where a lot of my influence comes from. I, I love, share a lot of things with people on Instagram. My Instagram is M T M Isaiah.
0: I-S-A-I-A-H. Isaiah on Instagram. Yes. See, that's the whole, we could have a whole other episode on that because of the, uh, the younger people are, are more into Instagram than, uh, exactly. <laughs> than, as, than as old guys, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, I, I look forward to meeting you one day and, and Lord willing in person, Isaiah, and seeing you again, Roger. Um, but keep up the good work, guys. It's, it's so exciting. And, and the ones I'm going to be sharing this conversation today and uh, with others, and, uh, and Lord will, and others will too, and hopefully you've motivated. If we just motivate one person today to get on fire and go out and start sharing, then, then, then it's been a good 30 minutes, right? Yeah. I'm, mo- I'm motivated. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're motivated. We're good. All right, brothers. Well, thank you so much, and, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. God bless. God bless you.